wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down What's up, everybody? Hanging out in studio, uh, Mr. Soul Brothers Grim. He just said, "Turn it up to 11. So I said, "Let's get going, man." Let's wait, 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 wait. I don't think we have an 11. We're gonna do it. I mean, we're gonna get into. Uh, we got a t- like a quick tutorial for people out there. Feminized seeds, man. Like what you should know. Um, you're doing some recent work with uh, G13. just finished a great project. Um, I started talking about it on social media recently, and it attracted a lot of attention. That's how I found you, brother. I took the airborne G13 female. And I've had Genius, which is the mother of all of the Apollo line from Brothers Grimm, like Apollo 13, Apollo 11, Apollo Hayes, and so on. The mother has always been this female called Genius. I first germinated the seed in 1997, so it's 20 years I've been growing this clone. It's awesome. And... Uh, it's such part of the family, man. It's, it's older quali- than my warehouse it's guy. Its qualities are amazing <laughs> in many respects. One of the strongest ones uh, being the type of high. Why did I call it genius in the yeah, first place? Yeah, that's what I'm into. My friends smoked it, you know, and they were like, wow, you know, this is like such a clear high. I feel like I'm smarter, you know, and so I was like, we'll call this, uh, well, let's, this clone genius, you know. Well, let's break it down for, because we were, t- we were t- you know, BSing before we got going mm-hmm. here and the talk about feminized seeds. So guys, get yeah, out like your notebooks get- here. Let's try and do it. It's going to well, go kind of. Should, this shouldn't oh, be. All that tough in the public because there's so much misinformation and so much confusion about feminized seeds. I started recently making feminized seeds with Brothers Grimm, and I had resisted it for our entire history up until this past year. Probably for the same reasons as everybody else, man, which you didn't know. Yep, exactly. Because everybody's afraid, like, oh, if I use feminized seeds, aren't I going to get a lot of Hermes or don't I at least risk getting Hermes? Sure. And the reason why that was the case previously and the feminized seeds did get a bad rap uh, is that imagine if you roll back in time uh, to a less technical time when there wasn't as much social media or there wasn't any basically. Information sharing, man. People learned that hermaphrodite pollen, if you put it on a female's flowers, makes seeds that give you more females on average than you would normally expect, which would be like 50-50, and they were getting like nine out of 10 females. All right, I got a question. Problem being, yeah, they didn't get males, but the ones that weren't female were, were strongly hermaphrodites. Yeah, that's what and I would think. Why did they get hermaphrodites? Well, like begets like, if you go back to Mendelian genetics, uh-huh. the whole idea of, you know, like why use this parent? It's because it has a trait that you want it to pass on to its progeny, right? So if you're getting pollen from a hermaphrodite, right. the kids are going to get that hermaphrodite gene, that's right? What, okay, that's what so how do you think. avoid that? Let me roll back. Uh, I love to do this kind of explanation uh, by imagining we're at a cocktail party and nobody even smokes weed there, or I'm talking to like a group that's unfamiliar with the stuff that we take for sure. granted. Just to yeah. make it comfortable, dude right. has and a booze in his coffee cup. Out. When I talk to those kind of people, they don't even know why are, why, are, why are female plants even important, right? Doesn't that seem silly? You know, to us as cannabis people, uh, gee, of course a female plant's important. Those are the ones you smoke. That's what gets you high. The males that's where are the blood this, comes right? from, brother. So, then uh, having established that with the group, I'll say, okay, now here's why f- uh, female plants are important because those are the ones that get you high. Those are the ones you smoke. The males are basically a waste unless you want to make seeds. And well, 
do you really want to make seeds? You probably know, uh, may not know if you're not into cannabis at all. You're not a weed smoker. Right. Why is it important that the, the, the weed doesn't have seeds in it? Okay. So now we're on step number two. Why does it have to be a female? Well, that's the one that gets you high. And why don't you want any seeds in there? Well, isn't so, that diluting the quality? If you're buying something by weight and it has seeds in it. Debatable. You might look at it as a bonus. Hello. <laughs> Very first... few people who are weed smokers give a crap about how good the seeds are. Because they're never going to grow. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I was a teenager for how many years? A <laughs> soul, man. Are Same you... number as anybody else. Well, but, first uh, bag I got when I, I was I never 14. kept any of those seeds. I never was able to successfully grow any seeds during that time because I wasn't that interested in it enough to say there's a commitment involved. When We know as growers, right, that uh, this doesn't just come easy and, uh, you know, it's a weed. You know, everybody likes to think that uh, it's a weed. It should just grow easier. We find out later there's a lot of complication to it. And it takes a lot of dedication. It comes easy after you do the and work for in me. In my day, there was also <laughs> a legal risk that you were taking because you're living in, yeah. in prohibition times and you're doing this with like a gulp in your throat and uh, uh, a fast pulse because yeah. you're thinking, uh, if ever cops busted into my basement right now and they saw what I was doing. Yeah. I am so fucked. It's a setup, though, man. They 20, sold me the shit with seats, prison, man. Right? So there's all these hurdles to get over. So anyway, we're going way off on a tangent, which is very like me. So that's fine. Let's try uh, to avoid as as uh, that happening <laughs> just by recognizing I have that tendency. So here's the deal. I'm talking to the group at the cocktail party. Now they know that female plants are important because that's what you smoke. And if there's seeds in it, it dilutes the quality. Okay, so we don't want seeds in our female weed. Now- where is there a problem uh, when we start talking about feminized seeds? The, the hermaphrodite the thing, right? Yeah. So what, Especially what do if you we don't do to it. avoid getting Hermes? Well, we have to use parents that don't have the tendency to be hermaphrodites, right? So instead of looking for pollen to come from a female plant that under certain stresses or whatever gave you pollen, because all it's showing you is that it will herme under certain conditions, right? Take my genius female that I was just telling you about. 20 years I've been growing this clone. It's never so much as grown a, a nanner, you know, no matter how. So it's super stable. It's super stable. Yeah. In and you wouldn't know that either female. about a plant unless you've grown it for at least, I mean, many, many, many cycles, many different environmental conditions, stresses, et cetera. Yeah, it takes time to know okay. that you really have a female that doesn't ever hurt me. Yeah. And uh, once you have that, that's the kind of breeding stock you want to use for your pollen donor right? to get the, you know, the seeds to be created on. And by the way, let's back up and Wait. go to how are we going to even create seeds? Yeah, female pollen donor. Seeds What's up with that? Seeds are created you know, for the uneducated. There might be people who don't even understand basic botany. Seeds sure. are created by pollen coming from a male flower landing on the pistils of a female flower. And then the seed grows from that. It's like sexual right? stuff. Man. And half of the genes are coming from the pollen and half of the genes are in the flower to start with, right? So imagine you're trying to grow female plants and you're a breeder. <clears throat> you're going to put a male or males in a room with female plants while they're flowering and then you'll get seeds and you'll have that next generation and you will hope that the qualities of the male and the female combine together in, the, in a way to make even better daughters than the female mother. And the difficulty in breeding and why people, you know, rightly consider it an art and a science and it takes time and concentration and an understanding of some very technical things to do it right is because if you only are interested in females and you're using a male and a female, how do you know what female qualities the male has? I've and always so, wondered that, sir. You know, 
he doesn't express them because he's a male. It's like looking for female parts on sure, a man and sure. you're just not going to find them. You sure would look and pretty so if he was a girl. Is, the proof is in the pudding. You have to then say, okay, there's some testing to do here. We're going to have to take this male, use his pollen on a lot of other females and look at the progeny, the daughters that come out of that union. Right. What qualities did they get from the father? Because the, the that will be the thing that is like a common denominator across all the females that he made seeds with. Got it. Their daughters all share something sure. that like, son of a bitch, that must come from the father, you know, and it takes a lot of work They're to get to that point six. where, you know, figuring out the things that are the common denominator from that male. It's going to take at least one or two generations to grow them out, look at what's going on. So it's time wasted in a way. I love it, man. Right. <clears throat> so um, now imagine you're, you're dealing with, uh, I want to create female seeds because people don't want to grow seeds and get a male. It's just something that's going to have taken up space and energy and then be thrown out anyway. And then we don't know what's going We don't know what they're, what they're going to make. Anyhow, with a female, we can see what the characteristics are. Right. But how do you make pollen from a female, brother? Well, that's the thing. Um, when you look at hermaphrodism and when uh, a female plant makes male flowers, spontaneously right. hermaphrodite, you know, it's reacting to some stress or genetics that make Is it. Is that what does it in nature? It's a stress yeah, type of it's thing? It's a stress or it can be genetic. Genetic. Okay. That certain parts of the world, it's important that the female can make pollen uh, in the in, in the case where there are no males around. Wow. You know, just it's a survival instinct, the, It's a survival wow. thing. So, and, and there is a certain tendency toward that, although very small in other types of marijuana. And so going back to making female seed, <clears throat> the thing that people are most afraid of when they're buying fem seeds is right. that they're going to get hermaphrodites Herm. sure. or that breeding with them down the road is going to cause problems. Stability like problems. Because Instability is what, what they're, what they're worried when about. When people were using hermaphrodite pollen right. to make feminized Seeds, which weren't really feminized. He just gave air quotes if you guys are just listening. I know, that sucks. People, <laughs> it's, it's really out of fashion to do that. <laughs> I love well, it. no, you guys, I know Brothers Grim rolls on. I mean, when you were in before, if I recall, I think I got a pack of, um, what's the queen? Rosetta variety? Stone or uh, Queen of Soul? Queen of Soul. And I was like, you know, what should I expect? How many different phenos or whatever? And right. You know, state stability is our game. Yeah. Like, you should so. expect almost all those seeds to be the same. It sounds like that's what you're expressing here with when you well, have. Well, there's, there's a stability thing um, where if the parentage, be, you know, the seed is going to have parents that had right. parents and so on, just as we do. And um, since we're Americans, we can kind of relate that we're mutts, you know, essentially. And when you breed yes. pure breeds together, you tend to get exactly the same thing from the parents. And when oh, Scotty wants the oh, puggle analogy. Very, yeah, yeah. Puggles, help me right? understand it. You had a beautiful analogy with dogs. We all right. understand dogs. We've all seen mixed breeds of dogs. And right, help me understand it. So pug, say, and, pug and a beagle. Right. You put a <laughs> good looking dog together. That's a puggle, right? And it's an example of how when you take two very dissimilar but true breeding strains and bring them together, you tend to hit something in the middle. And I'll touch on that again later if you remind me. But, okay. Um, you see how a puggle comes out and you think, that's a cute dog. Here's the thing. If you had a male and a female puggle, would you get more puggles if you breed them together? That's what I would think. You know, but logic you says think. yes. No. It's like Mendelian genetics 101. I mean, you have, a, say, a purple flower and a white flower, and you breed them together, right. and you find that, shit, they're all 
you know, purple. There's no white ones, <laughs> you know, at all. And you wonder what happened and you do things like that. And uh, you, you figure out that the resorting of genes caused that because of what they call dominance, right? Dominant and recessive traits and the whole Punnett square thing. The Punnett squares and all that. Well, let's not bog everybody down. Sure, sure, sure. Remember, we're talking to a cocktail party. (laughs) Right, right. That's the only way I learned it, and that's why I checked out, man. We'll we'll go down down those little uh, alleyways and come back out again onto the main road again. So now having talked about all of that, we're going to try to avoid hermaphrodites. So that means when uh, you're starting with uh, a female that's been proven that doesn't hermy over years, like I had started with this genius in the the recent project, you know, then you'll avoid Hermes. Now, what else are you getting out of breeding with a female as the pollen donor? I call it a pollen donor when I do feminized seeds because the female that you reverse, and let's talk about that right now. Um, how do we get the female to make pollen in the first place? That's what we got to talk. We got to, we got to give that trick up, man. This is where it really gets interesting because I only just did all this research and taught it to myself by going out and reading the you know scientific journals. Yeah. And I said, hey, what is the definition of a hermaphrodite? Yeah. Because we all know what boys and girls are. A boy is X and Y chromosome and a girl are two X chromosomes. <laughs> and it's a random crapshoot like rolling dice when your parents have uh, a baby. But it's really it's- important to make the distinction between sex, which is genetic, and gender, which can be malleable. That's right. Uh, yeah, it sounds point. like Guru's had a so few drinks and stopped talking about something outside the club, man. That's where we're headed, Guru. So here's the thing. At its base, when I I did the research and I said, well, if a boy's an XY and a girl's an XX, what's a hermaphrodite? And as it turns out, research has been done in that area looking for, is there some other chromosomal arrangement that explains why someone or something would be a hermaphrodite? And as it turns out, there isn't, except in an extremely, and I'm talking about 0.001% of- It's not chromosomal. It's not chromosomal. There are, there are this, there is this chromosomal rearrangement that does some weird things, but it's- Talking when when there's three? 99.9% of all hermaphrodites are at their base, either XY or XX chromosomally, but what makes them express more or less feminine or masculine traits? Hormones. And you can see that, I mean, in a very, in today's day and age with uh, people being out about their sexuality and uh, their uh, gender and so on, we've learned there's kind of a spectrum of gender across uh, from being, you know, completely male, male type uh, to femme, uh, you know, girly girl. Sure. Right. And, um, Generally, when these people identify as being other than at the either extreme of the um, gender spectrum, they take hormones to bring them even closer to their goal. And as it turns out, that's what is uh, the cause of hermaphrodism. It's hormonally based, not chromosomally based. So when you take a female that expresses her femininity and you've also tested over time that it doesn't have a tendency toward hermaphrodism and then add to that a bunch of great qualities like potency and flavor right. and structure of the plant when it's growing and things like that. And then you're really onto something and that's genius. I mean, this is a bud. These are a couple of colas from uh, genius. I don't know how clearly that shows up, but it's a solid cola that um, that's dry. I mean, you can imagine. I got to give credit. First growing. guy to come in the studio with some colas just so we can get some seeds out of there. Some well, feminized seed top well, notch. This man. is from the project. 
project that I'm going to discuss even further. And then this was the other female in the room. This is the airborne G13. So by bringing those colas in, we can see the structure of how the bud looks after it's you know harvested and right. so on. Smell and taste and uh, sample the weed and, uh, and see what the high is like and so on and decide, would these make a good combination together, do you think, in terms of how the structure would come together right. and how the flavors and so would mix? And I think it's a fantastic combination. So bring, bring it back to getting pollen, right? We're in pollen from yep. a, a female So you want to get pollen from the female, you have to do it by inducing it uh, uh, to produce the male flowers okay. by hormones. And the hormone that's important to the female cannabis plant is called ethylene. And it uh, starts with E, just like estrogen does for our women and as, a, as human beings. Yeah. Hey, so it's funny you say ethylene. I'm familiar with ethylene gas from where my nursery is down in Florida. The tomato packing houses, mm -hmm. they, they pick the tomatoes green, then they flood the, the packing houses with mm -hmm. ethylene gas to make them red. That's a, yeah, it's a ripening agent huh. also, because if you think about hormones can affect growth yeah. as well as gender, right? Okay. So you've got that going on, but in the case of the point of what we're uh, focusing on right here is to induce a, a female plant to make male flowers. Wow. You can do it by restricting uh, ethylene to the plant. And there's a, um, there's a substance that you mix up called silver thiosulfate. It goes by uh, the acronym STS. And if you dilute that to the right uh, level and spray the plant as it enters flowering, on days like one, three, five, and seven mm -hmm. during that first week, and then stop spraying it, cross your fingers, and trust, because sometimes uh, you don't see anything happening, and you're like, oh, I hope this thing's going to make oh, pollen, no. right? But the mistake most people make is spraying it too much. And then what happens is you create these tight clusters of male flowers that don't separate from each other. And if you know how a male flower works, right. it has to open up to let the pollen out. So sure. they don't let a lot of pollen out in the room. And then people are like, what the hell's going on here? So a little learning curve with it, but less it works, is more man. when you spray the STS on the plant. But going wow. back to like the science and what's going on there is think about this. You've induced a female plant to make male flowers that are then going to release pollen in a room where there are female plants with pistols that'll receive that pollen and make seeds. Can so I, that's why you right? call this can airborne I, G13 here. No, right? no, no don't do well, that. Wait, wait, can I pick up what you're putting down though? So that means What's that up? there is no, there are no male hormones in this thing though, right? Well, it's not hormones. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no more chromosomes, chromosomes rather. Chromosomes. Right. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm getting to that, but you're right. You're jumping right into that. All right. So what's the advantage if we made a female create male flowers and release that pollen into a room full of females? Well, being a female herself, the pollen donor doesn't have a Y chromosome to have in the pollen. God, okay, so that's where uh, I was all going, the pollen sure. only has X chromosomes in them. And when they land on a female plant that also only has X chromosomes, you're only going to get seeds that have X chromosomes and they will all be females. Uh, the picture is painted. However, I got it. I got it. Love remember it, the hermaphrodite problem. If either the, the pollen donor female or the recipient female has a tendency toward hermaphrodism. Right. You're going to get hermaphrodites too. And in, so you and in your experience, careful. that's not just something that's dominant or recessive. There are other genes that come into play with that. The uh, her, resistance her, her, to hermaphrodism is pretty much a genetic trait. And you'll learn over time from growing the plant in varying conditions where either light cycles get messed up, temperatures go awry, humidities and things. 
will like, oh shit, this thing is nannering up here, or it right. actually created a sure. male flower that released pollen or something. Then you got a hermaphrodite on your hands there, right? I call all that. I mean, Brothers Grimm has been known to be so anti-hermaphrodite for our entire existence, and that was one of the basis uh, behind uh, Cinderella '99, in addition to about nine other qualities right. that we worked out. It's it's a big deal. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's fun to. But I wanted to take away this fear mm-hmm. from people people of you know when they do buy feminized seeds like any seeds always buy from reputable sources and saving money on seeds is kind of silly when you think about how much bang for your buck a seed yeah, represents say I, I, I anyway. Bought feminized seed here and and I say I know you know breeder you're more about perfection consistency I got really good quality out of feminized seeds on a few different runs and here and there some nanners but I was like and people you know call it out look at those nanners I mean, dude it still tastes great still smokes great it's still good yeah, flower but, but it, I, it, we got we're, gold, were the nanners we viable did they create seeds when did Maybe they create like any a, pollen like you, a one one percent you know one do you po- think that you could have harvested sooner and that was the problem because a lot of times you get nanners when you let the i'm not positive let on your plants that. run too long sure you know it's That'll like happen. oh christ they're out of desperation <laughs> right. i just didn't yeah, like yeah, give them christ if i had taken them down eight days ago like i should have <laughs> you know that's pushing it isn't it you know right. eight days out of a 65 70 day <laughs> cycle it's true you know yeah pretty significant overshoot of you certainly accept, expect some yeah. changes happening that's for right. sure but if your nanners on a plant before it's even harvested uh, ready to be harvested then you and certainly got a problem I just didn't like people giving nanners a bad full bad name still yeah. good flower yeah. Yeah. So, I mean as a as <laughs> a breeder you want to try to that's why I said stabilize. as a breeder trying to have perfection and consistency yeah. I get it and and by the way I appreciate what you're saying dude because it's about smoking and enjoying and growing and enjoying what you smoking what you Jesus, I can't say it at all. It's about growing your own and enjoying what you grow. Yes, sir. I did yes, sir. it, sir. And you come. You're, you were saying today, you're like, oh, I got some of this stuff. It's not the world's best, but let's smoke it and enjoy it. And you are right, man. I have a couple pounds of outdoor that I enjoy all the time. And I love when we have parties, we're rolling it up. And it's great, man. So, uh, But I do appreciate what Soul's doing, which is really trying to, uh, to yeah, we won't call it perfection, but really trying to close the gap. You got to in the seed game. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if you want to succeed... Yeah. Well, it's also specific medicinal aspects of it, I think. I think at this point, man, there are people. We had uh, uh, somebody over yesterday, and we were really talking about how different strains with a wide can- cannabinoid profile will really give you very specific medicinal uh, you know, pain relief. There's not all pains, not the same. You got that aching pain, isn't the same as that piercing pain, you know? I'm never in pain. I can't relate to you at all. I'm always. <laughs> I like it. I always feel great. <laughs> yeah, right, man. People Life talk happens, about pain. Brother. I don't know what the hell they're even talking about. Mm. All cannabis, all medicinal cannabis relief, basically. Well, yeah. I'm yeah living I'm healthy, really, eating no, healthy, I'm, uh, sure. I'm you in know. my late fifties. I don't take any drugs other than an aspirin every day because they tell you to take like a low yeah. dose aspirin at sure. my age. Sure. And, uh, see, and I smoke. Uh, people, at the, I was at the doctor recently because I did something where I got like a sliver under my fingernail or something because I'm working right. with my alpacas and I was scooping up some oh, hay. Cool, and man. Under the fingernail, son of a bitch. <laughs> and so the doctor asks me, you know, well, are you on any meds? Uh, do you take any drugs and stuff? So I take the aspirin a day and uh, I smoke marijuana every 90 minutes while awake. <laughs> I take the cannabis, sir. And she's like, every 90 minutes? I'm like, yeah, that's about how long it lasts. You're going to have to smoke more. <laughs> so uh, they got a good laugh out of that. But maybe it is a prophylactic effect on, you know, like Dude, it's maintenance. me getting sick because I never get sick. Cannabis daily right. is complete maintenance in my mind, whether it's helping prevent something that you, I say like my, one of my half jokes is, you know, everybody has cancer. It's whether it's going to surface or not and how you live your life. 
I mean, but, everybody's exposed to carcinogens. So let's put it that way. Joe Jackson would certainly agree with you, dude, you know, because he even wrote a song. Like, everybody gets cancer. Or something. <laughs> I said, everybody has it, but not gets it. And I don't want to make, you know, that's no, a very no, serious disease. But no, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer. Come on, if we can't make light of it. In fact, you know, what's what's beautiful is that there are people today that there's even advertisements on TV right now where they say, I had cancer. Isn't that a great thing to be able to say? So sure you is. can't be afraid to talk about cancer. And uh, I think that the, the people who are surviving cancer want it to be out there and be known that, you know, get yourself checked, catch it early. You can live. I got through it. I, you know, I'm not, yeah, yeah. don't quote me on that. You know? <laughs> right, right, don't right. take this out of context. I yeah. never had cancer. I'm just saying. No, I was, that was one of the questions earlier I was going to get into, but you pretty much answered it as far as you feel cannabis is like, is it more medicinal or recreational for you? And me and Scotty. All cannabis hey, smoking is medicinal in some Degree to some degree. Well, you have an right? endocannabinoid system, and it should be. You know, I, I think it should be saturated. Yeah. Now, why do you have it? Yes, but you have taken it to the point of complete saturation, sir. <laughs> How am I doing? <laughs> How am I doing, sir? How am I doing? Uh, hey, let me touch Are on one final point yeah, because up? we were talking about that. Um, how difficult it is as a breeder to know what the male will contribute to his daughters. And in that uh, discussion of the feminized seeds, something that closes that gap is at the end of it, you say, hey, when you're making feminized seeds, isn't it true then you don't have to do all that testing to see what kind of traits the female passes on to her daughters because like begets like, according to Mendel, and you're starting with a female. Like if in my example here, we have the airborne G13, it's a heavy indica, it's got a heavy high, it's got a sickening, limey, uh, sour milk uh, aroma and so on. <laughs> And the structure is a little bit, uh, you know, different in the sense that it clumps up along the uh, the cola. And uh, Genius, on the other hand, is incredibly tight, yeah. uh, big, thick and colas and has that uplifting sativa type high. And they both flower really fast, like 55 days. So those things are in common. But... The point I'm driving at is if one of them were a male, we wouldn't know half of what the qualities that they'd be yeah, able sure. to pass on to the daughter. So it's time like to a shortcut to saying, like, wouldn't these two go together? If only I had a male of that, you know, now you don't have to really, you can reverse the female and get its qualities to join with another female's and see what the progeny are. And what I just did, um, people loved this because I started talking about it on Facebook or something, one of the social media platforms that, hey, I just created this cross where I reversed the genius and made it produce pollen. And I used that pollen in a room where I had genius clones that were all female as well as the airborne g13 females right and that pollen having only x chromosomes in it is going to make only female seed and half the crop you know this the ones where the genius were the female that's an s1 they call it an s1 because s stands for self okay so you've selved that plant you've you've pollinated it with its own genes the other one is the g13 being pollinated by genius and that's the one I was most interested in because of what we were just talking about before, how those traits combining together from those two females, not that it ever works out like a milkshake where you put the two parents in and it just all mixes together and you get a little bit of everything that both of right. them had. It's You can't think of it that way. Genetics are more like a lottery where you maybe have six or ten numbers and you roll, you know, you pull them out of the hopper or whatever. And if there's a lot of different numbers or, co or colors in the ball uh, of uh, marbles that are going to come out of your hopper, right. you're trying to put six or eight of them or ten of them together each time to, to make the genes for each individual seed. 
you're going to get a lot of variation, right? Sure. But when you have parents that have locked down traits that they're both pretty stable, you're not going to get a lot of variation. It should come out where things will kind of mix in the middle. How do you feel about me uh, taking some clones off my feminized seed? Like your puggle and your... uh, Yeah, yeah. You got a pug and a beagle and it comes out sort of in the middle. But break that down. Just to go back to that really (laughs) quick. So If you breed two puggles together, you're not going to get a beagle. Okay, but a pug and a beagle, I'm getting 33% puggles, 33% beagles. There's a ratio they call one, three, one. And that's where you'll have, help me understand that. Okay. You, that's an F2 generation ratio, uh, one, three, one. And what happens there is that you'll have, if you think of five parts of any whole they're tw- they represent 20% of the whole. Sure. So the way that the genetics breaks down and you can prove this in a Punnett square, but we're not going to go into all that dry stuff that I learned it in ninth grade, crossing though, two puggles should theoretically create <clears throat> 20% of the offspring will look like a pug. Okay. 20% of the offspring will look like a beagle and the other, what is that? 60% will look like Mutts. the puggle. Or, or one uh, one's still. gonna look like a puggle and one's gonna be a beagle leaning puggle and the other And you be know you a, could start to get okay. some variations that you didn't expect too in Might coloration, mm-hmm. yeah. spots versus solids and different kinds of things start creeping in. Yeah, there. You could get one that looks like Angelina and Jolie. That's why the F two generation, you know, is often a place that's a pheno hunt ground, you know, and the kids today love their pheno hunts. Now how we I'd like to buy a pack of seeds and generally get what it says on the package so, and you know that they look like the picture. And sure. everything, but, but F2 less stable, right? Less so stable going, because then you're starting you to get more re- variability. Yeah. You, you had uh, a pure breeding mother and a pure breeding father right. together. And now you've got this mix of their genes and the dominant gene is going to be the one that shows in the traits of that generation. Recessive is going to be held back. And then in the next generation, you're going to have somewhere the next, those kids get two recessives and now they start showing the recessive traits and the dominant ones become less uh, as nu- numerous because right? I'm, I'm and, close and kinds of things. So the, the rearranging of all the marbles in the hopper that are different colors that I was using as an analogy with dude here, right. Ago, becomes much more complicated. The first time it's kind of like, okay, there's only one way that they can kind of fall together. Right. But then once you have ones where now it's mixed, you've got a little bit of both parents in a weird order and then you t- put two of them together and let them recombine and it goes into a random hopper again. And now you start making individuals out of the marbles that sure. come from that group. It's much more complicated then. Yeah. Right? And you start to get yeah. stuff where maybe one, one marble being there uh, at, at the same time as another one influences each other even, you know, there's... It's sure. deep. Right? Sorry. Let me take it real quick. We got so the more a... you can simplify that, the better, right? And we got why, a few minutes you left can... here. Yeah. So one quick Not question. Uh, cloning... Cloning feminized seed. Is that something where I'm going to get very... That's funny, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're that okay. You're not going to get the same thing. Cloning is cloning. What are you doing? You're taking a cutting off of a plant. And that's the other thing that as you go down uh, the road with people talking about hermaphrodites or, sorry, excuse me, um, feminized seed... What about later on if I bred with a female female, uh, seed... Is that going to have any influence on the, the you know further down the genetic sure. strain? Let me ask you, what's different about this plant, right? That you're starting with, um, it has two X chromosomes. That's it. What what else? It's all it's yeah. A, it's the same. There's no reason why it would be any different than any other female. There is absolutely no scientific okay. reason to say, oh well, it's the result of pa, uh, of a feminization. 
that means that it'll somehow be a different kind of female? No. I mean, the only thing that you've done when you've created a feminized seed is ensure that all the seeds are going to have only X chromosomes in them. Everything else remains the same. Yeah. Why would there be any genetic uh, anomaly to be alar alarmed about? The, yeah, you know, you know like, I mean, I appreciate that coming from I've, a breeder. I know, and, and, and I like want to touch that. on the one thing that <clears throat> somebody said to me was, uh, yeah, but when you have a feminized seed and you want to take a cutting from that plant, they tend to not root. <laughs> like, let me check that out. I grabbed some feminized plants. Yeah, a little I urban legend going on. And they rooted like anything else. Yeah. I put them in my easy cloner and 10 days later, they're rooted. Sure. Dude. So, uh, Yeah. Okay. No, I think I, some and, and like people say, out the urban legend because they want to protect, you, you know, they want to sell seeds. They want to, you know, urban myth, I should say. The cannabis uh, world has been uh, ripe with, uh, rife with uh, these kinds of old wives tales and such <clears throat> for as long as I can remember when I was a kid and started to get into this, you'd hear stories of like, you know, well, you know, if uh, you want to really improve the potency, you split the, the stalk of the plant while it's growing near harvest time and you put a snake's head in there. <laughs> you know, like, I thought it was a pencil, bro. Or when you harvest, a more common uh, mis, you know, misunderstanding uh, was like, you, you hang the plant upside down so that the resins all draw, you know, are drawn <laughs> toward the ends of the branches. Like, can you believe that people believed that hooey, you know, like, and um, people tell you weird things. Yes. I got one yesterday. Banner, should I say it, man? The weirdest thing we heard about a plant yesterday? Was to pour boiling water on it if you want it to finish faster. To pour oh, boiling it'll finish water right on away. The roots. And it'll I was be like, finished. yeah, I bet it will. But I'm sitting here, I'm like, dude, do I pour boiling, boiling water. water on one of my plants to test this out? What's going on? Scientific is method. He talking man. about pouring it on the soil? Yeah, he has to just kill the, you know, fry the roots. You, I guess that sends a signal, doesn't it, sir? It kind well, of this, sounds this like the uh, snake head effect, you know, like it could get right in there. This was a reputable guy that's actually doing it. So, I mean, you can't, you gotta, you, a lot of times you gotta try things because mm. crazy things will hey. sound, uh, it will actually work. Hey, if you, put a, if you put a snake head in there, you might actually get a little bit of snake oil. So that might work. Yeah. Hey, pretty I creative like it, guru. Man. He's uh, establishing All right. himself Would as a snake oil salesman. <laughs> he is. He's a building inventory, man. Right? Um, I should dash Probably, Brothers Grimm's uh, going to yeah. be at Indo Expo the end of the month. They'll uh, be in our smoking days. trailer hanging out with us, 29th, The weekend, I believe. I believe the, Saturday uh, and yeah. Sunday, so be Denver, sure to visit. Denver are seeds Expo available? Center. I'll be bringing a complete line of seeds. We'll have awesome. our typical table. You'll recognize us by our logo in black and white. This big graph, uh, gothic looking. Looking good, brother. I like, yeah. thank you. You brought yeah. me a shirt, man. and uh, the, Looking good, uh, brother. Brought you guys a shirt. Awesome. Yeah, we need some the, branding. We'll have to talk. When you're looking for Brothers Grimm, this is the logo to look for. Yeah. Yeah, look, I love the work you're doing. I love Thank that you're you. a neighbor and that, uh, that that we're friends, man. Yeah, this is awesome. I love being here. Colorado's been really good to me. Sure has. Uh, got a whole bevy of uh, friends and colleagues now that uh, I'm living uh, also uh, on a farm. And I get up That's in the morning, awesome. I do chores. I have alpacas and dogs God. and so stuff. So you got to come and, back and talk about that. And that was supposed yeah. to be on today's talk, too. But, but real quick, I tell you what, I'm always into audiobooks, man. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking oh, about yeah. Eckhart Tolle. Ector Tolle, The Power, the power of, of Now. We're just, we're just if you haven't read it or you haven't listened to that on audio, you're missing something. Appreciate really. What did you say, man? You gave me the best line. What was it, man? It's, it's always all, now. It's always now. <laughs> Nothing ever it. happened right. when it wasn't now. Oh, right? I love it, bro. Things don't happen in the past and the future. They happen while it's <laughs> now. Deep motherfucker yeah. right here. So like it, let's wrap it with that. It's always now. <laughs> see you in a couple weeks. Indo Expo, guys. Thanks. Please and come out and see us. Yeah. We'll have 
all kinds of seeds. Vote with your dollars, boys. And t-shirts. And girls. Cheers. <laughs> love it. Thank you. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man to take a little break. That means we lighten up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high, oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed. I ain't done nothing.